Hey guys, Joey here. Welcome to episode 11 of Droolish. Let's get going. Welcome back to Droolish, my friends. This is Joey Montano, your host. Episode 11. Can't believe we're on episode 11. Now, some of you might be thinking, and I actually do have a few, a few downloads, which makes me very excited because I expected nothing <laughs> overall. I expected nothing, um, but I actually still get still get about seven to ten um, downloads that are like always right out of the gate. So for you, seven to ten people that are continuing to download and subscribe on a continual basis, you rock. And for those who are just finding me on podcast or on YouTube or Twitter or anywhere else, you also rock because, oh, you're amazing for finding me. That's very obvious. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, I'm super appreciative of kind of the, uh, I mean, these are downloads and I don't know if every, everyone listens to it, but uh, there's still, there seems to be enough of a hook, at least for some of you people to uh, listen and hopefully... Uh, I start achieving the goal of at least easing your relaxation or calming you down uh, with some of the background noises and music uh, that I play on the podcast, too. Uh, although I'm going to veer away from the music at this point, uh, mainly because it just t t it takes me so long to find different types of lo-fi music that I think people will enjoy, uh, calm music. And then go through like the whole copyrights and like try to get the uh, the rights. And then some people take forever to actually get back. And some of them don't even some some people don't uh, say like the certain copyrights that um, I'm allowed to use. So for me, it's more so a convenience thing. And uh, I know it sounds lazy, but uh, I, I really I rarely have time to do these podcast episodes, and I'm really making an effort, especially moving forward to produce at least two episodes a week and to slowly get better. So I'm not going to say the music's going to be gone. It's just uh, the way I see it. I feel that a gradual, say, rain rain sound or a, some, some white noise in the background will be uh, way more effective than vice versa. So, uh, so yeah, if you're new to the podcast, this is a podcast where you just listen to me talk about kind of what's going on in the world, but not don't take it too seriously. Uh, some episodes are tend to be more... Uh, it's mainly whatever is going on in my life or whatever pops in my head that I think is funny or a good idea. Uh, so, for example, if you are interested in anime, which I don't know if any of you are, uh, I have a five-part series, and it's going to be released into a full 10-hour episode, which was the goal, on YouTube. So feel free to check out my YouTube. Uh, I know I, I don't like to oversell myself, but uh, I feel like I'm getting at the point to where if you're going to be interested in the podcast and I'm pretty comfortable getting more comfortable these days and just saying YOLO, I'm just going to release my stuff. And if you're someone who is wanting to get into podcasting and you're a little bit nervous or scared that, you know, it might not go well or people are going to harp you or you sound whatever, just remember this. No one gives a shit. Okay. <laughs> like... I don't want to be mean, but like literally no one cares if your podcast is so par. If you're completely terrible, then technically you kind of will get fans of people who, who will share your stuff that will say you're bad, but don't, don't fret. Um, 
most of the time, these people are usually ill-informed, like me. Um, but you're still going to get some level of constructive criticism if you're, quote-unquote, so bad that you're going to get noticed from a different community. Uh, but for the most part, I feel like most people are so focused and wrapped up in themselves that uh, they're, they're not trying to provide like a, a value for others. And, and that's my goal for the podcast is that I know I'm very long-winded. And case in point is that we're in minute four and a half, and I haven't even gotten to my first point. <laughs> but uh, but if you're new to podcasting or if you're interested in getting into it, and I've talked to a few people uh, about podcasting, especially uh, over the last few weeks, and it seems that most people are generally afraid to take that first step. And a lot of people actually are more aware of knowing what to do, like getting the setup and finding a subject. But it's just going out and just create, even just creating a fake episode just to get the ball rolling. If you want to have like a launch party or whatever, go ahead and do that. That's, that's their prerogative. And that's probably a lot better uh, to, to promote a podcast and try to get that, you know, uh, shown to the world. Whereas for me, you know, I've mentioned this before. It was I really wanted to be low key in, in my episodes, mainly because I wasn't too wasn't too sure kind of about the concept and seeing if people were even wanting to like it. And now that I'm at 600, 600 downloads, which I know for a lot of people it sounds small potatoes, but for me, uh, who expected not even like a single download, uh, this is pretty cool. And for, like I said, the few of you, the several of you now, uh, I think I've upgraded to a few, to several, the several of you that continue to, continue to listen, uh, I appreciate it. I appreciate it a bunch. And hopefully I can continue to provide some sort of value. Uh, so today, I am going to be discussing a few things. Um, more, uh, I'm mainly going to be discussing two main things. I uh, wanted to change it up just a little bit. And... Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is kind of reflecting on uh, 9-11, just a little bit. And I don't think it's going to take too long for that one. I didn't want to make the show a or this episode completely all about 9-11. And I think a lot of us, especially, uh, I would imagine everyone that is, if I had to guess an age, uh, and I can't speak for everyone, probably if you're about 23 at the very earliest, maybe like 25, uh, you, you know, everyone can remember kind of like where they were on 9-11, what they were doing. Uh, and for me, I thought it'd be a pretty, pretty interesting idea for just to reflect at least on my story. Um, and the reason why I mentioned that is because I came across a, a different comment on Reddit. I was browsing it last night. Uh, kind of just look, going over some football material, and someone wrote uh, a subject about on September 10, a uh, football player, I forgot his name, a football player the Denver Broncos broke his leg on Monday Night F Football, and all of Denver and all the fans were so focused on, you know, waking up the next day, and they were going to be eager or distraught about discussing you know, our season's destroyed. Like, what happened to this guy's leg? Is he going to be all right? And when they woke up, since it was uh, mountain time, uh, most people woke up to the news of 9-11, uh, which, uh, you know, the whole point of that that read was that 
you know, nothing mad, nothing else mattered on nine eleven of football. You know, everyone had one thing that mattered to them, and that was more of the. Um, I can't say like the tax of nine eleven is more of like the. I mean, it was. It was just all about that day and just uh, coping with it. So, I think all of us certainly have a story, and uh, for me personally, uh, I'll jump back to this guy's uh, different perspective in a second, but. Uh, my my particular story, and some of you who, if you know me uh, in real life, uh, yeah, you probably would have heard this story as well. But uh, for some of you who don't, I'm pretty sure you guys can tell your own stories. So, like everyone has an interesting story because everyone remembers it so strikingly, like vivid. Is, uh, going back to uh, me though, he, you know, I was in uh, freshman in high school. And uh, being a freshman, whatever, yeah, I was just heading to art class around, I don't know, earlier, around 9 a.m. And uh, we had a prior, we had a class prior, so this is like my second or third class of the day. And while you're exiting class, this is in 2001, and a lot of you youngsters don't realize in 2001, there was no internet. Well, there was internet, but it was like really terrible DSL if you're lucky, like broadband just came out, yeah, but most, people, but some people were still on dial-up. So internet news didn't exist. Cell phones existed, but they weren't smartphones, and only like rich people had had, had smartphones or sorry, cell phones. And and like news just kind of came through the TV. What was going on? You know, very sparingly it was on the internet. So when you're walking down the hallway, you know, we hear some murmurs some people down like the halls other students say like hey you know did you hear like a plane hit a tower like it's kind of crazy in new york and it and most of us you know we're still young uh, 15 14 uh we're just thinking oh okay like that's terrible um that's like crazy news you know you kind of you know the, the weight of the situation never really dawned on us and you know we continue on to the art class and and uh, over like the next five, ten minutes, you know, people were still talking. And it's like, hey, like, did you hear about that plane that hit? And and you're like, yeah, like, that's just crazy. And then someone said, yeah, they think it might be like not, uh, it might not be like an accident, which is just like, okay, that's just, that's stupid. Um, you know, because, you, you know, you don't have any complete information of what's going on. So as we start sitting down for class, and this is like, this whole thing's been going on for like a few minutes. And like five minutes in between classes while people are going and we all go to our class and the art teacher, he comes in and he says, hey, we've been instructed to uh, tur- you know, turn on the TV and show you what's been going on as it, it's, and I forgot the reasoning, but I think it was more or less, you know, it's to give you guys a glimpse of what's going on in the world and we need to see this because because uh, this is, I, don't, I forgot the reason, but it was just something that like that, and I think it was more so all the more of the adults and just younger adults were just like they understood the depth, and they realized like this is probably like this is a real like, this is something that we can't avoid, uh, especially as teenagers and people you know teenagers are want to be aware and they, they want to feel like they're adults. So I think it seemed appropriate, and obviously no one is going to go back and say oh, I wish I'd never seen that. Like no one's going to say that. Um, so he turns on the TV and then the news of like the second tower just or sorry, the second plane just sh- colliding, and that's like when shit hit the fan. Like, everyone, like, everyone just seemed like, 
I don't know, the moment like that TV was turned on, I think that was probably like the biggest like I like 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 vividly like searing that whole moment like in your head of like what's going on. Um and you know, I'm not even like I'm not at ground zero too, so even like trying to fathom like being in that situation is just holy shit. Like I can't you know, it's in hindsight, like that's freaking nuts. Um So yeah, so I mean that's kind of more of like my you know, 9-11 type of story. And, uh, I'm not going to dive too deep into that because actually kind of reflecting that a lot, a lot more. I think a lot of us, uh, I'm only speaking for myself, but I, I think a lot of us, uh, you know, I think it's good. I don't say good, but it's something that at least most adults, I would say it's, it's something that we all, we were all a part of, um, to an extent, and it's something that it's a talking piece that it's, it makes us relatable to other Americans, I guess. Um, and if you hear me laugh, I'm not trying to laugh like because it's a joke. It's it's more of like a like a nervous laugh. So uh, kind of keep that in mind. But I, you know, it, it's it's just something unique because like because I mean I could explain to you like how I felt the whole week like like you know after those like initial moments and probably a couple hours of that day like everything, all the conversations just became a blur. Uh, and it, it was just, it was just more of a feeling, you know, like, I don't know, like, like a pit in your stomach and you just like, and then like the anger in your chest and then like your brain just thinking so many things. And, and I think it was, uh, it was like a, it was a big dose of like the world, the real world. Uh, but it was probably this, yeah, it was, you know, something it's, it's one of those things where you obviously don't want to ask for it so you know um so going back to the reddit story uh there i caught this guy uh in this denver broncos topic uh talking about you know going reflecting on the 9-11 story and he offered a very unique perspective of uh he was a guy that he missed 9-11 so uh you know if you want to try to put yourself in this guy's shoes uh, he goes by the name of, like, Dur Innkeeper. I don't know. But uh, check him out on, like, the Denver Broncos. Like, the topic was called, like, 60 for 60, Innocence Lost. Uh, I just popped on this, popped onto this. And, you know, it, it initially started out as a conversation of uh, Ed, the dead guy. I forgot his last name. I should look it up. But um, but Ed, he, he, was, he was a football player that got injured. And, when you know, imagine him waking up to... You know, he has a broken leg, comes out of surgery, and then the world completely changes, like, when he wakes up. So, for him, like, so I mentioned, hey, the whole week must be surreal for Ed. Uh, and kind of pointed out, like, the whole week just seems surreal to all of us. And, you know, I'm pretty sure everyone can agree with that. Uh, I don't, I, you know, it's, it's certainly not uh, an everyday thing. And the guy who responded, who I mentioned, Durr, um, he says he missed it. Uh, quote, unquote. I was in the Navy on a boat out of Norfolk, and, it, and we were ordered out to sea. By noon, we were gone. I had one phone call home to the wife. Quote, see you in a bit. When's that? When we get back. Okay. A month later, we pull back in. We had no real news, no radio, no usable internet. Yeah, we knew the towers fell. But that was it. It was 30 days of withstanding, and that was it. We go back, and it felt weird. It was like everyone had lost their mind. So, I, 
that seemed like very just completely different to me because uh, you know it's it's something all Americans have done or, or witnessed. You know, I can it's a blanket statement if you're in, if you're were in the states for nine eleven, but uh, imagine if you are you know American um, and this guy he was in the Navy so very patriotic. Uh, he just happened to be not. He just happened to not be in the country. He had no communication, so he was, he he never experienced that whole pandemonium hysteria. But you know the heart and like the spirit and everything else. You know, like he, you know he's obviously true American. So you put it. You know, you put yourself in his shoes, and you, you know, imagine you go on a vacation or a cruise, and then you come back a week or two later, and the world's completely different. Like everything you've seen or known. The attitudes of people have changed. Like, you know, the world's completely flipped their shit. Uh, and in you know, you put yourself in his shoes, in his shoes, and it just seems like, like, holy crap! Like, is this like a sci-fi movie or something? Like, it, it, you know, it's. I find that to be incredibly uh, different, and I don't mean that in a bad way whatsoever. You know, like, who the hell am I to even consider? <laughs> Oh yeah, like oh you're part of Nile. I mean you weren't even in the States. Like you can't you can't you can't sympathize. Like that seems kind of kinda of lame, but uh, but you know, this guy's offering uh his his view and, and I think that's pretty cool. Uh someone asked uh, you know, hey, like he mentions uh it seemed like everyone lost their mind, or he said everyone had lost their mind. And another guy says, Hey, uh how so? And he and this guy he dies more specifically into the story so i think you guys will enjoy this little piece uh only because it offers a different perspective that, that i don't think many people uh have actually cons- like thought about and and i don't know it helps keep me grounded to look at different perspectives on the matter uh not to say like my views and ideas will change uh but i certainly think that discussing and conversing and trying to consider other points of view uh, leads to a greater understanding uh, whether or not whoops, uh, whether or not uh, you can agree with the person but I, I think there are some cool takeaways uh, that we can kind of learn from this or at the very least kind of get a gauge in how you know as Americans uh, how we've changed over time or if we've changed at all so uh, I'm going to read up his follow post uh, kind of explaining how you know how we've Americans have lost their minds, at least in this guy's view, uh, you know, in regard to the situation. National Guard at the airports with M16 slash M4s. The rainbow threat level plastered on every TV. You all look scared. So I think he was referring to, like, when he came back to the States, that was how, you know, how crazy everything looked. Like, when we came back, we all just seemed to be very, very scared. Like, very scared. Mobilization to Afghanistan, we came back, and all this stuff was well underway, and the evasion bombing campaign was starting. AFTRS, afters, listening, gave us one channel of news, movie, sports, while we were twiddling about in the water. Yay, we didn't miss the Super Bowl. Boo, there's literally nothing on. It's not like they are going to show the towers coming down over and over and over. I'm sure you... All got to see that I'd repeat for weeks. I got to watch green screen down on sonar control. Yoga got to watch Bush and Cheney work up the country to war. Not hard for Afghanistan. I got to watch the combined data 
plots and see no airplanes in the sky. We were waiting for the next wave. Yay, A-E-G-I-S. H's? If it flies, it dies. Watching the U.S. Army, or sorry, watching the U.S. Navy set up a pickup line from Maine to Florida, watching and waiting for whatever. We came home and there was literally an American flag on everything. Maybe it was just me. On the boat was quiet, though. No news, no radio. And now, I was a hero. What? Thank you for your service. Ugh, come on, y'all. I must quit on a boat. Go love some army dudes who are about to go get shot into pieces. I appreciate it, and how you doing and all that. But seriously, have we gone insane? Yes, we did. Now, I don't know, just reading that kind of just seems, you know, pretty surreal. And at least, you know, putting yourself in his perspective, to me at least. Because, uh, you know, this guy literally was just on a boat for 30 days. He probably, he heard the, he had a call, I think, before the whole event happened and just came back to complete pandemonium. Uh, you know, he was clearly aware of like what was going on, like uh, probably from other people or what was in the news in hindsight. But in real time, he, you know, I mean, I think South Park did a really great episode on this uh, after the 9-11 of how people just never seemed to stop watching the news, just wanted to hear more and more about it. Not hear more and more, but just try to get, try to figure out what or why 9-11 happened. And, you know, our only news source was the news or a news on television or a newspaper. Uh, not so much the internet at the time. And people conversing with each other. I mean, there are stories, a lot of stories for 9-11. And most of them seem to be like rumors of like, I don't know, like, like there was one where they said there was a guy who was like on like the 100th floor and when the towers collapsed, he like, when, it, when the whole thing quote unquote collapsed, he just happened to be in a pocket that fell with the whole building and, and he never got crushed. He, they came up with some weird theory that he, he fell like 100 stories with the building. But it would just seem like it was a weird combination of things to where he never got caught in the rubble and he lived, you know. And that was like in twenty, you know, obviously two thousand one. So you don't, you know, no internet, no, no people to prove you wrong, you know, in two seconds. It's just you just you almost took people's word for it, and you would go, "Oh shit, really? That's nuts." So, you know, it's yeah. So, like, definitely hearing. So, when you're kind of caught up in that, all that news and pandemonium, you kind of just you're with them. You're you're living in the moment. You're not thinking long term. You're not, you know, I can't say you're not thinking clearly. Like we're all trying to think clearly. We're all trying just to figure figure the fuck out what was going on. Uh, and then we have this guy, you know, the Dur the Dur innkeeper dude, who's just uh, like doing his job. Just kind of hear it like, oh, how tower fell, or you know, there was a couple towers, like. Um, he, he might have heard that, but like he didn't see the whole. He wasn't part of the whole aftermath or the whole thing. So, um, so it, I, I find it very unique of, of his telling of like how, kind of, as Americans, like what we've done to absorb so much information, and and we just became so scared and just so nervous about so many things. And I mean, this guy's from the Navy, so. Uh, and, and he just comes back without all the experiences and knowledge we have, and he's kind of coming from coming from a perspective of, you know, hey, I did my job. I'm doing, you know, I, I, pre nine eleven, I was this person. Post nine eleven, you know, he he never changed. Uh, 
because he wasn't he wasn't you know experiencing the whole thing like in real time like I feel like most Americans did and and it seems like I don't know he just is someone that I don't know can I feel like he would be the most objective person or one of the few objective people that can probably see like hey much kind of changed before it's kind of changed after and kind of like have have America as Americans have we actually gone back or forward of of like our mindsets and uh so yeah and speaking of mindsets this is a perfect transition i don't have any music i don't want i don't know i don't want to put any music but i'm gonna here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna say nothing for five seconds and five seconds was a lot of time that's a long time of silence so uh i'm using the silence as a way for transitions because if you're trying to listen to this podcast, I really want there to be either rain sounds, and I'm going to add more ambient sounds too. Uh, once I figure out like what makes sense, I might change it like every 30 seconds. I might go from rain to rain plus fireplace, which seems very nonsensical <laughs> and oxymoronish because if it's raining, wouldn't the fireplace not be working? Because won't the rain be in the fire? See, I, I don't know anything about fireplaces, so I, I just might be a freaking idiot. Okay, I know I'm a freaking idiot, but I'm smart in a few aspects. Just in real life, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit behind, just ever so slightly. But uh, transitioning into kind of, you know, Americans losing their minds, uh, I wanted to discuss Bill Burr's latest special, and kind of jump and kind of jump onto uh, Dave Chappelle and Aziz Azari too on their latest specials, uh, because it certainly seems that. And I've been one to um, complain and moan about this as well on my podcast in the past. Is that it seems that more and more people are just trying to either sound smarter than they are or just trying to, uh, in the words of Aziz and Zari, outwoke each other. Which, if you guys aren't familiar with this, and I don't know, um, I don't know my specific demographic yet on this podcast, and I don't know who's listening per se. Um, so I can't, you know, I can only imagine you guys are either young adults or older adults, but the commonality is you're all probably trying to sleep. So I can't, you know, I can't pin a demographic yet, but it seems that more and more people are just like, just scared to post what's on their mind and have an opinion, especially in 2019. Like it seems that over the last few years, just having any semblance of opinions, or trying to stand for for anything, you you meet so many people that are trying to like outsmart or trying to, uh, you know, blanket your statements with like either like absurd remarks, troll remarks, or just trying to focus on like the the absolute nuances of a statement that isn't meant to be taken as a whole. You know, uh, maybe it's just something as an adult to where like. And this is what I can't stand. And I, I do this all the time on this podcast. And I do it because I understand, too. Um, I'm not trying... Like, I don't want to try to ruffle any feathers on this podcast. This is a chill podcast. Okay? I might create a podcast that might ruffle feathers, and that might be a morning one. But this is one where I just... Just like to talk. Like to be the thoughts. That kind of... Kind of a... The stream of consciousness... The stream of consciousness, I should say. I don't know if I said that right. Stream of consciousness... Oh, perfect. A stream of consciousness that will 
I don't know, it kind of just pops in your head so you don't have to overthink. Close your eyes. Just let the audio sounds, background noises, and the sound of my dull voice put you to sleep. Like, that's that's my goal for the podcast. Okay, just create a relaxing experience. Not try to sound super cheesy. Be semi-interesting enough, but not too interesting to where you're awake. So, or you stay awake for hours. So, my, my, my whole vibe is chill here. So I have to add all these qualifiers. But it seems that in face-to-face interactions, if you say a statement like, oh, you know, pe- you know people are losing their minds, or, or man, like, you know, kids these days don't work hard enough and they expect everything. Okay? So, I mean, th- you know, those are general statements that seem pretty safe. You speak to someone face-to-face, most normal people, I would say, be like, oh, yeah, 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 you know. Or even if you disagree, you're like, yeah, but but I think X, Y, Z. Okay, you offer your point of view. It's a conversation. It doesn't have to be an argument. Okay, but you can make those statements and converse. That's cool. That's how human interaction has always been, at least to me. And when you have a very strong opinion on one thing or another, which is like, say, gun control or like a potion or, you know, some, I don't know what's going on. This whole thing with e-babes and stuff too. Uh, it seems like um, even just any semblance, like an IRL, real life, people are, tend to be more understanding, but it seems that more people online and people are just expressing their thoughts on social media way more frequently than in real life. And I don't want to sound like an old fogey, but I do. I do sound like an old fogey. Um, but it seems like even just making a generalized statement, you have to throw 30 qualifiers and say, I think this only if X, Y, like, I think all people should do yoga only if, and then you have to throw in qualifiers, only if you're trying to better yourself, only if you believe in yourself, only if you're trying to do X, and I don't know, I can't think of any examples right now. Um, because I don't want to go on Twitter and try to pull up hard examples, but but it seems like anything you post online, whether if you're trying to tell a joke, right, what are you trying just to um, offer friendly banter, uh, even just be, even just a standard snarky response that that could be delivered pretty well, um, is always taken like the wrong way. And Bill Burr's special, uh, I'll start there, is is a is quite refreshing in a sense of. He's probably like the third comedian that I've listened to and watched in the last few weeks that's had a stand-up special. It used to be, it was like, it was Issy's, Chappelle, and then Bilber's the recent one. And all of these comics, uh, as someone who wants to dive into comedy himself, uh, and I do plan to. So eventually, when I say wants to, I'll start saying, yeah, during my comedic performances. Um, Until then, well, it's more aspirational. I'm close. But until, but you know, these comedians have, you know, through their body of work, through what they've done for society and relevance to like entertainment, have done phenomenal things. You know, uh, it's he's just a happy-go-lucky, funny guy. He got caught up in some drama with like some date, some bad date, and woman accused him of like rape, despite the fact that like that she consented to it. And it was just like a bad day that she didn't like, and Izzy's couldn't read her mind of saying, like, actually, I don't think she even said no, so it was just like, this is a terrible date. Uh, and you know, Aziz talks about that. He talks more about, like, the whole out-wilkness. You know, everyone's trying to out-compete with each other. 
Uh, and you have, you have Bill Burr, who's just been grinding out at least for like what, 15 to 20 years, at least 20 years as a comic. Uh, he's just slowly just worked his way up. He's been on everywhere from the Chappelle show. He's been in movies, usually as side characters. Um, now, you know, now in especially the last like decade, he's been on Netflix. He's had, he has his own TV show now. Uh, complete grinder, like love the dude. And he does a phenomenal job of, of navigating through kind of his jokes, his comedy, and bringing a, I, don't, I can't say a unique unique voice because he, I think he's, in these comics, say a lot of what's on our minds. And they say it in a way to where they're able to, you know, convince, not convince, but like get buy-in from an audience or a crowd uh, through, through their logic and understanding. And jokes, of course, like laughter is... I think laughter is what we all need at the end of the day, uh, especially. I think especially moving forward. Uh, I don't. You know. I. I don't think this is like somewhat off tangent, but like, I think the economy is doing so well right now that everyone can afford to bitch and complain. But once the next recession hits and people are going to be more, they're going to be spending more time looking for jobs, uh, and focusing all about themselves specifically, and they're, they're, that they're not going to spend all their time trying to find every nuanced statement. So going back to Bill. Bill talks about how you can't even breathe or even tell a joke without 20 people saying, oh, are you offended on behalf of like, you know, you can make a joke about like gnomes, you know, something that doesn't even exist. And you might find, you might run into an angry crowd of people, the, the vocal minority. Uh, you give them a platform like Twitter or any social platform and they're just... They have no problem just saying, hey, you know, how dare you offend the, the known people? These known people are blah, blah, blah. You know, and, you know, gnomes don't even exist, but there's always like some semblance of like empathy or something towards a, a group that doesn't matter or doesn't exist. And, and Bill talks more about like other specific uh, the cultures and groups of people uh, in real life. And I, and I, I, I don't remember that verbatim. But I, but I tend to agree with what most Bill Burr says, me personally, uh, or at least like kind of the, um, you know, do what you want. You know, if you if you don't like it, you know, go go screw yourself. Like, you know, go fuck a lemon. Like, I don't know. You know, that's that's just me. And 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 he he actually performed his latest special in uh, England, I believe. So, I think for him it was just like a vent of just him saying like what the fuck is wrong with America these days like everyone is so like triggered it seems like and it almost seemed like it was something that was ironic at first like even a few years ago I would just I mean I still get randomly mad at anything but like it wasn't unless my anger was just like fake you know just like ah you know like happy you know happy anger or just releasing stress not really anything stupid you know stupid absurd but now, like, people are just starting, like, coalitions or, or, like, groups or, like, whatever this cancel culture is or I don't know. It just it just seems like it's so much bullshit. Like, like these, these people have nothing better to do. Like, I don't know. It just seemed like when people protested or whenever they went out, uh, people who really, really, like, fought for something did more than just type four letters on Twitter or try to be snarky or try to, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know. I even came up with like some jokers. I like I had a conversation with my wife about dressing up as uh, she she made a joke as like dressing up as the Quizzler. And I was like Quizzler. It's like what is that? Like the Riddler and the Joker? Like did they have like a? Did they just like adopt a baby or like get, you know? Did they combine their DNA and come up with the Quizzler? You know, does the Quizzler just go around local pubs uh, offering like really asking really tough questions for look for for local trivia? <laughs> and gets a lot of people pissed off. I'm like, is that what he does? You know? Uh, I mentioned that, and just some, some dude's just like, well, oh, by the way, there was a quiz type of villain in Batman, and he was a terrible villain, and he would blah, blah, blah. And that was like, I'm just like, okay, like, what does the hell? It's like, I just wanted to offer a joke. You know? I guess... I'm going to take a step back. This is just me talking out loud. Yes, if I am posting on Twitter, obviously, I'm leaving myself up for for that medium. But it seems pretty strange, because, like, Twitter, I feel like everyone has their own unique use of it, especially with the new Twitter algorithm. It's just, like, you just it's mainly focused on having conversations and not so much spouting all of your nonsense, unless if you're a celeb. So, uh, you know, obviously, when you post your stuff on Twitter... I think most people just post what their thoughts are, or some people try to be funny. Uh, people like me, I, I like to complain to companies. That's my, that's my thing. And like, yeah, I, I know I talk about like a lot of marketing on my uh, my twitters, my personal twitters at Joey underscore Montana. Just if you're curious, but but uh, but you know, it's not supposed to be anything that's meant to be taken seriously, uh, and it just. I don't know, it just seems like certain certain crowds are just so fixated on trying to harp on, like, the next social injustice that really, like, I'll be honest, it doesn't seem like more than 1% of the population even cares about. And, like, here's the thing, 1% of the population is still 3 million people, okay? If I had 1% of, of, the, of the U.S. population listening to my podcast, I'm pretty sure I would be the number two or number one podcasts ever in existence like hands down if three if if three million people just listen to this podcast an hour every other day or an hour hour and a half like that is that that's an absurd amount you know it just blows my mind so so most of these vocal minority groups i'm assuming just always have to they seem to appeal probably to like one to one percent of the population it's gotta like how many people are really upset about what's going like what's going on in the world when there's so many other things that directly affect their lives that they don't pay attention to? Okay, like it's a lot easier to complain about you know someone misspelling uh, you know like the B or, or like say beach and they said you know bitch or something to to uh, I don't know like out of context like people are so focused fo- would rather harp on that and not spend five minutes, five to ten minutes placing their opinion on, like, a local like a local initiative that they can drive to their city hall. Dude, I sound like such an old man. Oh my god, when did this happen? Like, <laughs> oh man, okay, so I might be going off on a little bit of a tangent, and if I, and this is, so, yeah. So anyway, Bill Burr talks more uh, about that, and I don't know, his body of work, he, he, he always, he tends to say, like, the right thing 
at the right time. Obviously, he probably does a lot of uh, tours and stand-ups as well before he does his specials and gets his material right. Or, you know, get, gets it perfect. For, you know, that's perfect enough for Netflix, I guess. And you know, it just... I don't know when I when I heard, when I heard that podcast and then um or sorry that that special I thought it was great and I think the initial reviews of the Bill Burr's uh, special Netflix special are, are pretty pretty positive. You know, and tracking back to Aziz, uh, he spent most of his stand up. I mean, I think he was sitting down for one. Like I think he literally was just sitting down on a stool, and he just had his mic and he was just I don't know. I mean, it could it could be a gimmick, but he, but he seems to be a kind of guy that wears his he, he wears his emotions on his on his sleeve, and he just seemed like he was just sick. He was just tired of just the constant nagging, the constant complaining, the constant just blah 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 blah. blah. Like you know, you know, these people are comedians. They want to you know they're they're trying to tell jokes, you know, when you go to a stand-up thing, you kind of have to know what you're expecting when you're, you know, you want to expect to kind of go in a place where you just want to laugh, you don't want to think, but it seems like more people are just so charged up about what other people think of them, that if a joke somehow affects them, like, it's just us against the world. And I honestly don't even know if this is, like, if older people are even complaining anymore. Is it just millennials? And young? I feel like Gen Z doesn't give a crap. They're not even on social media. They hate us. Maybe I'm just self-reflecting too hard on millennials. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. But uh, Aziz, he just seemed like he was distraught. Like, he did, he was just tired. Like, obviously, he was a comedian, and it could, like I said, it could be a gimmick. But, you know, he just talked about the whole outwoking each other and, you know, making fun of, you know, people are always trying to sound smarter and X, Y, Z. And, and yeah I don't know you could, just reading from his body language it just seemed like it, it just seemed like it was a very genuine comedy storytelling type approach like I don't know if his comedy this episode was like super hilarious um, but it was super relatable and I think once you kind of reach that level of notoriety and famous comedian you're, you're more so just saying what's on your mind uh, and because you, you've put a track record of saying what's, what's on your mind prior in a funny way that people are willing to listen to to you, you know, as a comedian. You know, like I said, people don't really want to think too much when they're out in shows. People want to almost hear what's kind of on your mind, and if it happens to resonate in a funny or any entertaining manner, then yeah, it makes sense. So, yeah, as, as he's talked a little bit more about that, he he briefly talked about his like allegation or whatever with that terrible date he had, um, and I don't know if reviews of Yazis are good or bad. I, I really don't care to check up on it. Uh, actually, I'm trying to even just stop looking at reviews altogether and trying to, uh, you know, what's that word? What's the phrase? Oh, yeah. Think for myself. Yeah, I'm trying to do that. Do a little bit more of that. Uh, so, obviously, I think reviews are at least a good system to gauge whether or not something could be good or bad, but there's no such thing as absolutes. And... Uh, going back to Aziz, uh, he, like I said, it was a pretty interesting stand-up special or sit-down special he did, and and you know he was—I forgot that what that one was called. Was that one called Triggered? Wait a minute. But uh, but you know that was another comedian's play on like, dude, like society, like chill the fuck out, like like we just want to tell jokes for most of us, and 
It just seems like people aren't doing that, and I think the more and more people are just realizing, like, like what the fuck, like what the fuck are we so nervous about? Because I'm starting to reach to the point where you quote me on this. I don't care. It's 44 minutes in. If you quote me on this, no one's gonna give a crap. And tell them famous. But if I ever get famous enough and you quote me, then people are gonna start reacting. So either way, it's uh, it's fucked up regardless. But I think as long as I don't know, it just seems like if everyone's complaining, if everyone is bitching and moaning and complaining and you know getting worked up over things that only affect a very small group of people, and albeit um, you know. It would matter to them, but on the grand scheme of things, it's... You know, if everyone's complaining, like, no one's listening. But, like, if everyone's just too busy talking, everyone's too, you know... And the people that want to do their own thing, they're... They feel, I feel like they're forced to quote-unquote listen. But they're not trying to listen, because that's not their job. And the people that, you know, complain about a certain tweet or a certain view or... Something that is almost a non-issue for no reason. It's you know I'm just trying to I'm trying to think like what do you gain out of, out of these things? Um, because I don't know, information seems to be a comedian's like I can't speak for I can only speak for what I've noticed, but it's like inform like like having too much information kind of ruins the whole idea of a joke. You know, you can't I don't know. Like, uh, this comedian that talked about a long time ago, he made a joke about, um, he's like, my friend was so healthy, you know, I thought that was great, but sometimes he takes it overboard. And he goes to an example and says, um, he's like, he's like, my friend, I love him to death, great shape, but he takes the bun off his damn burger. And like, the crowd ate it up. And this was like 10 to 15 years ago when I heard this bit. And I thought it was like some of the, you know, how he said it, it was like some of the funniest shit ever. But imagine him saying that joke now in 2019. Yeah, man, my friend is so healthy, you know, but he's so ridiculous. He ended up taking he ended up taking the the bun off his burger. I'm like, damn, that's the whole point of the burger. Like, imagine saying that, and then 50,000 people on Twitter or even like a heckler will, be, will say, well, actually, the keto diet. Uh, will help you lose weight, and if you eat carbs, you'll die. Science has overproduced sugars. They've pushed Oreos, and blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry. As you can tell, I really have um, very, very little qualms about how I sound on this podcast. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry if you're trying to sleep. I'm terribly sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. But but it's true. I mean, I meant like no one wants to go to a show and hear some like smart Alec, some smart ass. And whatever happened to the whatever happened to calling people smart asses? Like I'm a fr I'm a freaking jackass. I know that. I'm I'm an idiot. I'm like an idiot savant apparently. Um, but like yeah, whatever happened like whatever happened to like calling people smart ass? Like it's not the like it's not the point of like the joke the, the point of the joke is to make people laugh it's not to make statements for people to correct that's that's internet arguments I don't know I, I have a lot of theories on that between like Twitter between Reddit especially uh, people just love to try to one-up each other with like a, a funny statement and it's like the same like generic 
you know, pick 200 templates, like statement, like a statements that exist. And these are just pockets of like the vocal minority that are, that seem to actually are getting more influence. Maybe not. Now, see, I don't know. Cause like, I feel like older people just complain about older, older people's stuff and no one listens to them. But maybe, maybe that crap matters. I don't see, this is where I get all introspective and I start overthinking. I'm done with that. I am done with that. Going back to like the whole comedy point, um, Bill Burr definitely talks more about what the fuck's going on with Americans. Aziz seems distraught, just tired of what Americans and the culture of just trying to one-up each other. You know, it's gone. And and come and then and then before all that came like um, or maybe maybe this guy was before every or came between them. Um, the guy named Dave Chappelle, which. His special sticks and stones. I thought it was hilarious. Like, there's not any additional things I would describe that. I left that silence there in case you had a reaction in your head that, that might have been, oh my god. Okay, maybe not. Maybe I'll overthink of that one. But uh, but Dave but Dave Chappelle uh, came came with the special sticks and stones a couple weeks ago. Uh, and this is September 12th when I'm recording. So hopefully if I release this episode today, it's, it will be September 12th and it comes out. But he released a special. And it got mixed reviews. Um, when I say mixed reviews, and Joe Rogan talks about this on his podcast, The Joe Rogan Experience. And I'll see if I can find a clip and I'll link it to uh, the description. Um, like in the podcast information. But uh, I thought his... I mean... I love Dave Chappelle. His body of work, like, yeah, is great. Uh, obviously, I think he's kind of transcended from comedian to just a funny guy that talks about the world. Uh, there's not really anything more. He just talks about what he sees in a funny manner. Uh, I guess that's comedy, <laughs> but uh, but he just happens. I don't know. He just seems to be more or less the voice of of reason. I can't say out of reason, but. Uh, see, there I go again, just freaking qualifiers. To me, he seems to be a voice of reason. There you go. Of, like, an objective voice of reason. Because everyone just gets too caught up in what, like, the emotion that, like, I think we just need to take a step back and just look at the, the collective. And I think that's what he does in his special. And he has a uh, very phenomenal bit on the LGBTQ. I think it was, like, a five-minute bit, and I'm not even going to go dive into it. I think, honestly was that i don't know at the time of the recording when he said it always put like the context of the the like the time with the, with the comedy special and and he i don't know it, it rang very true and it was probably one of the best bits i've heard in a long time uh and i'm not really easily impressed okay i'm kind of easily impressed but i'm generally not I'm generally not even easily impressed so he comes out with uh, this bit about the LGBTQ community and how they're all like in a car and how everyone in the car, how everyone in that community is making their own semblance of progress and how generally society tends to view them at the at the specific, specific moment. Now I say that because he, um, because before his, before I ended up watching his special, uh, apparently Rotten Tomatoes had like five or seven uh, critics review his stand-up special and they didn't uh, leave the uh, you know the, the users to actually review 
the whole thing. And all the critics gave the Chappelle special zero, t- like zero, zero tomatoes, whatever that means. A complete rotten tomato. And the words of Joe Rogan, he's, you know, he, he said, you know, he's like, what's the point of getting like, all, like five or the seven most progressive, you know, left wing people out there to try to like cancel or, you know, it's, you know, the audacity of them to try to think that they can cancel uh, any sort of Chappelle presence by giving it a zero and, and preventing anyone else from talking about it. Um, because the moment they turned down like the user reviews, the score went from zero from the critics through 99% from the users. Okay, so in that, you know, in that respect, even for the internet community or, or whatever, um, it's, it's just X amount of people that have certain power or they believe they have certain power trying to trying to push their own whatever agenda that they're having, trying to mute people are trying to I can't say convince, but like uh, what's the right word for that? I guess trying to, I guess convince I guess convince via star reviews or you know critiques that that people, you know, people shouldn't be watching XYZ or else they're terrible but the fact of the matter is if 99% of the people love that shit you know, like love Chappelle and they love that special and they get you know, and they give it amazing scores then, like, if you're on the other end, accept the fact that, one, it might not be for you. Two, yeah, it does hurt your feelings if he says a couple of things, but hey, that's on you to feel triggered. Like, it's not his job to make sure you're not triggered. Um, I mean, that's a self. I mean, that's a self thing. Like, if someone says something to you, it's up. It's up to you to decide if you're offended. It's your culture, it's your values. You know, it's not a universal thing. So, you know, I think that's what the whole. Th- statement meant is like hey like it might offend it might hurt you but the reality is for 99% of the population or at least of the com- you know c- the community or internet world or whatever or in Chappelle's world like we like it those are jokes and despite your quote unquote critique power you know it, you're you're just a, an insane vocal minority uh, and I think that that's what most people just tend to forget and I think the Chappelle's special Especially, uh, let's like I don't know. Let, like, let's just opens up the discussion of this, and uh, I, I get that this podcast is mainly just me ranting and talking, and uh, shouldn't be me ranting as much. I know we're nearing the fifty-five minute mark, but I I don't know. I I always find that just talking and discussing these things out loud and try to do it in a logical manner. Uh, you know, I'm not trying to convince people to go on my side or against the side. I, I just try to let people know what my thoughts are and let it be. And I don't mind discussions. I actually do love discussions that aren't like superheated arguments and things that are more in the gray space. Uh, because as well, Bill implies, uh, Bill says verbatim, Bill Burr, everything has to be in absolutes apparently in the united states like you can't just say one statement it has to be, it has to be xyz like there's no gray area which makes the, the least amount of sense to me um sorry what he said makes complete sense but the fact that he i was saying this completely wrong bill burr is exactly right the fact that most people believe that everything is an absolute and the world isn't gray because that's that's where all these complaints and people are bitching about is just 
they just ignore that a gray area exists. Like, I can say anything is possible, and the first person can say, well, did you know that your car, you know, your oil can never be fused into electricity? Or something stupid. And I was like, well, no shit, that's not the point. I was like, the point is, it's just a general thought to where you don't overthink, you know, you know, it's just released to the world. And I feel like people are trying to take advantage, or I feel like people try to think they're really funny. Um, trying to be that one guy that can comment and then somehow post that screenshot and throw it up on a different medium and then get a bunch of people to be like, oh my god, you're hilarious. Despite the fact that, no, it wasn't. You just happened to say something that only a very, very small fraction of people happen to agree with. And you all happen to meet in the very same medium. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just overthinking this. Maybe I'm underthinking this. I don't know, guys. I'd say, what do you think? But I also know that uh, I'm trying to make these episodes between 50 minutes and 90 minutes. And this might be a... Uh, sorry, between 60 minutes and 90 minutes. And this might be a good 60-minute minute or uh, Mainly because... No, no, no. I'm like the, uh, actually, I take that back. I'm probably going to make it like 70, 80 minutes in this case. Because I feel like I've actually been talking pretty, pretty well <laughs> in the last hour without many breaks. And I want to give you guys a chance to slow down and think... Not think too much, um, but just, again, close your eyes if you're trying to sleep. Um, I don't know if you guys have tried any, um, like, smoking, like, weed or cannabis or whatever. Uh, but uh, for me, that actually helps. I just kind of have, like, a vape. And, yes, there's all this news of vape stuff. Let's not talk about that today. Let's not talk about it today. I have – I'm trying to – I want to record two episodes today, one – one I'm releasing, this is the one I'm releasing, and then another one for tomorrow. Um, and that's going to be probably, like, my football stuff. Uh, I really enjoyed the football picks. Now, I know in the last week I've only gotten very, very few downloads uh, for that one, and it makes sense. It's not super topical. And most people probably want the results then and there. But that's not going to stop me. This is my podcast. No one can tell me what I can or can't say. And it's up to you to decide if you want to listen to it or not. And if you want to complain, complain. Uh, if you want to offer constructive criticism, I've said this before, I would love it. Um, there are certain things I know I need to be doing. It's just more so the, the time value of effort um, hasn't been shown yet. So uh, I'd rather make my podcast a little bit better incrementally versus trying to have like trying to make big jumps every podcast episode, which might take me two to four weeks to, I don't know, find, like, better quality, like, I don't know, find, like, an intro and, you know, I don't do all these things. Again, I'm probably overthinking thinking this, um, and that's fine. Uh, I mean, you guys are the ones listening. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah. So, another news, if you don't know, I do have ADHD, so if, you, if, if you're a, a professor or something... Um, that's listening, and I do believe there is. I, I do believe there are a couple people that are watching my activity in, in a different Twitter account um, that are professors that have no reason to follow me. They follow me like they're regular people. They're professors out in Europe, and they just you know they just. I'm sure they don't like any of my. They, I don't think they like any of my stuff. I like a lot of their stuff because they talk about a, a lot of psychology, but they just. They may follow me, and I think they're well aware of like what I put on, post on Twitter. But I think like they're just they're just documenting all the stuff I say. 
<laughs> and be like, hey, look at this ADHD kid. Look, look at the tendencies of, 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 of this boy, of this brown boy, you know? <laughs> I don't know. But, like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, like, when I think about it, like, that's, I don't know, that's kind of, like, the level of, I can't say paranoia, because it's very plausible. Like, everyone has access to anyone. If you go on Twitter, you have access. You go on Facebook. By the way, if you, um, before I go on my Facebook rant, if you're on uh, Facebook, uh, definitely add me, or not add me, add, um, add Droolish Podcast to the Facebook, or like like that, like that page. See, I'm terrible. Like, I'm marketing by trade, but as you can tell, I'm, I don't, not, I don't like promoting my own stuff. I need to. I need to promote my own stuff more. Okay? In order for me to get better, I have to put my stuff out there and then get the criticism, see what I'm doing right, make myself better. Because if I don't, then how am I supposed to say, like, I'm I'm the shit? I can say I'm the shit, but if I've done nothing to prove it, and then if I've done nothing long enough, and I, when I start doing it, I am shit. Like, that's on me. So I need to, you know, just keep posting this stuff out there. and um, So, yeah. Uh, if I'm on Facebook, please like, um, please like Droolish Podcast. I probably need to do that right now as well. So I'm actually going to hop on the Facebooks, uh, and I'll walk you through it. I'll walk you through it via my audio, I guess. Via audio. Hit up Facebook, log in, in search, type D-R-O-O, that's two O's, oh, oh, Lish, L-I-S-H. And then Drool should be the first thing that pops up. It'll say page. You'll see a blue banner. And I'm hoping to change that down the road. So uh, if you're listening to this at a future date in 2019 and it's not blue, well, still it's Droolish. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash Droolish as well. I don't even I don't even like my own page. I need to like my own page. All right. I am my first liked page. Done. Uh, the biggest reason why I don't try to invite all my friends to like my podcast, uh, there are two reasons, if you're curious. And feel free, like, I, I, most of my other stuff is, uh, I'm done talking about that for now. And feel free to turn this off. Or if you want to listen to the rain, or I might have some, uh, uh, like, a kindling or some fire in the background, too, at this point. I'm deciding. I'll let, I'll let editing take care of it. I'm the editor. <laughs> so, I, um... Yeah, I, I don't want to be the guy who has to... I don't, I don't want to be the guy. Like, I don't want to invite people to, like, a page that they... Like, like to, like to I, I, I like the support. I like the verbal support of saying, hey, like, you do you, you go ahead, you hype me up, and I'll go ahead and do it. Like, that's the kind of support I really like. You know, and if you're, you know, if you're even more accomplished, or if you're, like, a celebrity or something like that, and you're like, oh, shit, like, hey, Joe, you're doing good shit. Or, you, you know, you have a good head on your shoulder. That's just like, oh, my God. You know, for me, it's like even people who are super successful are giving me props. At least that's how I imagine it. Um, you know, that to me, that's like a really, real cool thing. And there's a lot there's a lot more weight to that uh, of that than just a empty like. Uh, you know, telling all my friends to like this and then that, them not listening. Uh, and then, you know, like if, I don't know, it just doesn't, it's not so much a genuine thing. It's not so much a social cloud thing. But I also just don't want to throw, like, what I'm doing in everyone's face in the sense of, like, I don't know, being the obnoxious guy. 
uh, like this is like I said, this is a low key podcast, and it doesn't seem for me my consistency is like you know I'll do the marketing, I'll do everything else in my own time. It's gonna be you know if you if you caught me on Twitter, if I might respond to you on Twitter and be like, hey, check out my podcast. If that's something up your alley. Probably not good, but I think I think it's certainly different enough for you to take a listen. And you know I hope so. Um, like I don't know, that's more my style, I guess. And I do plan, like I said, there, I still have bigger plans for this podcast, but I don't want to just add people and then just get blind likes because it's just going to be other people in like my, my close, like hometown friend community that um, that will support you know with the likes. But it's not for me. Like I, I get more joy out of uh, getting comments of people saying, "Hey." Like, this has really helped. Like, this really helps me. Uh, or keep, you know, kind of keep this up. Like, it helps me calm me down and sleep. And those are the those are the types of comments and, like, the, I can't say, I mean, yeah, probably validation that, you know, that proves that, hey, like, maybe I'm onto something or at least, like, if there is a net gain of one, which I've ha- I believe I have. Like, I do have some people who regularly download, regularly download this. And, again, super awesome. I love you guys. Um, but... You know, some some people might not be, I don't know. Some you know, some people just might want to take it up a notch and just personally thank me. And uh, again, like you're no one's obligated. Please don't. I'm not trying to like say you have to. You know, you have to bow to me like that. No, I'm not implying that whatsoever. Um, but it's one of those. I'll say but. Yeah, I, I like the sound of the word but, but I know that how that comes off of. So I should say yet, yet at the same time. I like that yet. Um, um, yeah, you know, it's the effort that's put in. Like, you know, a like, it takes a one flick. You, know, and you can certainly think about something you like and you press it. It certainly has validation. I wholeheartedly you know, always love that. Like, that. that's that's still support. Like, you still take time out of your day to flick. I'm just talking about level of effort, level of effort here. And then there's the comment of saying, lol, or hey, that's cool. Like, I love it. Again, you still took time out of your day. You clicked. You not only just clicked like, you open the comment box and you said, "Hey, I really liked it." I'm like, "That's," I'm like, "That's even way better." Like, that's super better. You took more time, like, energy out of your day to say that. And then there are the people who just um, say, "Hey, like, this is super awesome. Appreciate it if it helps." And they give a couple of reasons, and you know, and they might message me, and I would say, "Like, oh my god, like, this is freaking insane." Like, like that's, you know, blows my mind. And and I can only imagine, especially too, because I follow some YouTubers that have been growing. Um, they feel they kind of feel the same way of the stuff that they're building uh, from sports and whatnot. Like they would start out with like a couple subscribers, and they would finally be at like a few thousand, and they're just super ecstatic and always grateful. And um, and I always, for the longest time, would always wonder like, hey, is that genuine or is that fake? And I'm starting to think that it's um, like speaking for myself is that. It's, it feels like it has to be genuine for like ninety nine percent of the people. Like I, I, I like I can't say how many people are um, actively listening to this because I don't know. You know, it really could just be the same seven people, and maybe five people actually listen um, the whole way, or maybe just people like certain certain gimmicks and they move on, and that's fine. Like a, you know, everyone does them, and if you don't like me, then screw you. No, no, I don't know. But um, I should I shouldn't be joking. I know we're in past the hour mark. But 
Yet, 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 yet. See, yet. I believe. No, actually, no. I, I think I lost my point. This was, this was a good run for me. Uh, hour and eight minutes of just pure talking, and I've come a long way. Okay, so I'm just going to be long-winded for the rest of the time. You guys can keep listening. I'm thinking about adding more just quiet sounds for, the, for like the last five minutes. It's more ambiance too. Um, yeah, I want to do the ambiance thing for like the last five minutes because I'm starting to think more of when you're trying to go to sleep or when I try to sleep, how my wife sleeps, and reading more sleeping articles and trying to educate myself, um, you know, with helping insomnia. The, uh, I don't know, the background noises probably don't need to be too long or too soft, and, and I do know that uh, the white noise especially, that's more calming, it's not jarring. So my voice tends to be, I have a very long-winded approach, especially when I'm in this mode. When I'm calmed down and I'm able to talk more of like a long-windedness, it's, it's a lot easier for my noise to blend in the background versus kind of the earlier aspect of the show where I maybe I'm wrong, at least how I perceive it but like earlier aspect of the show where uh, I'm more of just talking about stuff I know or just thoughts that are more fast paced and it's all based off of like excitability so like if I'm super excited I focus on the just talking more about getting to the point and whatnot. and at this point you can probably tell like the long run just tends to draw out uh, and I don't see. I, I I don't think it's going to be that much of a, de a detriment. If anything, it might be a more positive thing. It's, again, I'm speaking from experience here. Uh, the whole point of this podcast was because it was started because my general style of talking is more like this. And I like I said, I noticed a lot of people in client meetings would tend to yawn or fall asleep. So um, that's not even adding like the background noises and even. I, don't know, I just have that voice that, that apparently, like, uh, apparently that doesn't let people, uh, I don't know, like, I can't say it's ignoring, it, like, it has a, it has a calming effect, like, you know, it's not a, de it's not a detriment, it's just a calming effect, so, um, again, that doesn't help me tell in, in convincing my clients and whatnot and keeping them interested, um, in whatever I'm talking about, but they very calm very happy when i talk so uh you know it, it's a it's a trade-off and that's kind of the reason why this podcast exists is because the music the backgrounds my voice uh especially my voice i believe um, does help calm maybe uh, i might say things that are probably especially this episode uh notice this is probably turning a little bit more more entertainment than i anticipated um, but but that's probably in my head and I leave it up to you guys to decide. And the only way for me to just figure that out is, is if you uh, add me on Twitter or Facebook or send me a message or email. So uh, email is droolishpodcast at gmail.com. The uh, Twitter, I think it is, is at droolishpodcast. My Facebook is forward slash droolish. And, you know, just, just Google droolish and you'll just get all the sources there. Let's just, let's just keep it simple. Just Google it. Google it. So, yeah, I don't think I have anything else I really wanted to talk about for this particular episode. Uh, if you're interested in other episodes, I'll, I'll throw you some insights. So, 
Uh, my next episode, it will be the NFL one. So uh, I've been trying to do NFL pickums, and I'll talk more about it in the next next uh, podcast. But if you're a football fan, uh, I really love to guess and gamble with, with football. And this is probably going to be the first year that I'm actually going to gamble, like, real money. Um, and not, like, $5, $10, like, maybe a little bit more. Maybe I'll just uh, pull out, like, a good hundo. Uh, just, I don't know. I'll just rake some rake some yards or fill out some surveys. <laughs> no, I, 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 you know, I, I have a couple hundred dollars. I still, you know, I gamble responsibly most of the time. I have to have that caveat. Most of the time I gamble responsibly. Yet, uh, I, I am working on trying to perfect my, like, gambling, my, my gambling picks, my sports picks. I can't say gambling, because mo- most of these picks require, like, a lot of due diligence and understanding, like, the momentum of the teams, like, how, how they're going in, how they're going out, like, like you know, what, like, what is it, like, what are the leaders talk about? Like, for example, like, the Browns, I you know, the Browns are scary last week. Like I, I went through the logic of like picking them, but I, I off, also offer like other ways that it might not work out. So you kind of just have to do your own due diligence. So I talk about, I don't know. I like to talk more about that stuff. And I want to prove to you guys that like, Hey, like over time, like not only will I be right, like for frequently, but hopefully I can prove to you that I'll be a consistent winner. Uh, so again, it's not supposed to be super exciting or interesting because it's literally just a Jewish podcast, but just me talking football. So I'm trying to mix that up a little bit more. I certainly don't want to make this a football only podcast. That just seems stupid because it's, I'm literally the whole point of this is to go to sleep and the football is supposed to be just a drawn out version of me talking to help you go to sleep. Uh, So, uh, yeah, but if I happen to actually be really good at it, then maybe I'll create a new podcast. (laughs) Uh, that's specific around it. Um, but if not, who knows? So, um, that's, you know, that's coming up. Uh, the, if you're, like I said, interested in anime, I'm releasing a 10 hour episode, which is in the works. I know last episode I mentioned that and I found an editor. I've looked at some of the initial visuals. Um, it's probably not like up to par of what I had in mind. Uh, I'll be honest with you, but it's been almost two months since I released the episode quote-unquote five which happens to be episodes five through nine and i really wanted to get an updated youtube version and he like i said the overall job has been solid it's just um it's a lot harder for me to explain visually what i want to see and explain it to other people so i have i have to work on that for myself and just do that but um but also my mind changes like all the time so whatever i whenever episode five of the anime one comes out which i'm Oh, and that one, I hope, I really hope that one, um, that one gets more than like eight views. Uh, I'm really going to try to make that one a real effort because, like I said, I spent 10 hours and probably a good, that was a 10 hour, 10 hours worth of recording, but it still took me four weeks to get that off the ground because of, I have to create the list. I actually had to rank it and then offer my own criteria and then explain the logic and then I had to find a video editor that was willing to turn a 10 hour, 10 hour audio into a 10 hour video that didn't cost me an arm and a leg. That also wasn't a shysty person. Like Fiverr, oh jeez. Don't even cider. Don't get me started on Fiverr. Fiverr, not Fiber. Fiverr. Anyways, let's end up, let's end on a good note. You guys, I hope you guys get some Z's. 
do your best. Just calm yourself. I hear warm showers work. Episode 2, I talk about other ways to uh, go to sleep as well. And I don't want to reiterate it here because you should be sleeping. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. But let me know what you guys think. I'm going to be adding uh, different timestamps too for when the rain comes. In the rain, if you notice, it'll gradually come in. Uh, before I made it come in like at the 15 minute mark. Now I actually have it started from the get-go um, after the intro, but it'll slowly come in. So it still might take a couple minutes for the rain to start slowly seeping in in the background. I think that's more subtle, and I think probably as I'm ending the show, I'm probably going to have a slow fade out as well with, with whatever sound I have. Um, whether if it's nature, rain, uh, say like kindling and fires, or the wind blowing, or the beach. Like, see, there are a, there are a lot of of different sounds and I guess there's this whole thing with AMSR which is like audio like memory like sensory reactions which I guess it's just sounds that you make so technically I guess this podcast is AMSR as well if it's just more of like an audio experience which is just me sleeping uh, but let me know what you guys think like I don't want to I don't want to try to bastardize uh, a certain uh, category but in the same vein I want to get uh i want to help i want to help people to try to i want to get more eyeballs or more ear earlobes not eyeballs more earlobes uh, listening to to this podcast um assuming that you know the quality gets better over time and if you're one of those ogs um that's been around for since episode one and you're still kind of just wanting to listen and you're becoming a fan uh, let, let, let me know um you know what got your attention i'm always curious let me know what your thoughts and feedback are on the podcast so far. Uh, I, I don't I don't want to review this podcast with other random people that I don't know, mainly because they all everyone has their own ideas and their own perspectives, and they're not exactly going to be the audience that I'm going for. So that's that's why I said it's really tough for me to you know find the right people to uh, gauge because unless you're trying to sleep, except for myself included, uh, it's it's a lot harder to put yourself in a. In, in the shoes of someone who might find benefit of this podcast. Again, I could be wrong. I usually am some of the time. Uh, it's just a lot of people often remember the times I'm right, though, too. So, take, you know, it's give and take. Yeah, but that is it, my friends. Very glad you are able to listen. Uh, and the OGs that keep downloading. Wow, you're still amazing. Uh, until then, guys, uh, keep calm, dream easy. Take care.